you know, we are, we've developed a, a reputation of Americans. Detroit ready to blaze some trails and throw some bows for the boys and rules and the gals and gold. Welcome to episode three, season four of the 451 podcast. Uh, thank you for joining me once again. We have a, uh, a great, a great show um, on deck for you today. Uh, before we before we jump into today's episode and talking about um, who we have on board today, um, you know, just to give an opportunity or take or take the I feel you. I feel you. Just to take the opportunity to reflect a little bit on episode two. You know, y'all might remember that we welcomed Alan, who is one of our newest contributors to the four fifty one crew here with the four fifty one podcast. Look forward to uh connecting more with Alan. Um you know he's he's got a lot of good insight you know we uh you might remember from last episode if you haven't heard it yet definitely go back and listen to it Ella had a lot of really good information about the history of usl the united soccer leagues which is the collective of leagues that we're stepping into we're actually stepping into usl championship which is their division two league uh but they have a few other leagues that we we talk about that and see and in episode two, Alan's, uh, you know, very knowledgeable, follows the game. It's just a lover of the game in a lot of ways. He's been supporting the club. Um, I want to say maybe even from the beginning, if not from very early on in uh, LaRouge's history. So look forward to having him on board. And then um, obviously you all had an opportunity to step down. Uh, well, actually, before we uh, stepped down into the tunnel, um, the bonfire, <laughs> USL show, you know, I just want to say this that it's all in love all right um a little bit defensive i'm a little bit defensive when it comes to detroit city fc so when i see or hear somebody popping shots sometimes i don't i don't i don't respond to everything you know i ain't got time for all that but um but you know this is our club this is my city you know what i mean so when i hear people kind of poking fun at a few things you know what i mean you know, I think it's worth to to remind them who we are. But uh, but it's all love. Shout out to uh, Phil Baki. I think that's his last name. Um, one of the contributors got a chance to talk to him on the side a little bit. And look forward to seeing him when he travels up here from uh, to Keyworth. Uh, he uh, staying down there. Unfortunately for him, some somewhere down in Ohio. So <laughs> anyway, he get to come up and experience the glory of Detroit. So that's dope. Uh, also, big ups to Harry from San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. Good fella, got a chance. I've been having a chance just to kind of connect with him a little bit, chat it up with him. Um, you know, we definitely 
want to keep him in our thoughts and prayers as he, you know, he has the unfortunate job of covering San Antonio FC. So, you know, that's got to be, you know, just fettered with a lot of ups and downs and, you know, just stay strong, Harry. (laughs) Stay strong, my brother. Uh, Last episode, we also got a chance to... Um, step into the tunnel y'all got a chance to get a little bit of taste of where Dennis lives and so me and Alan stepped down there we missed Jaime um, and uh, under, you know, I'm gonna actually you know since we uh, missed Jaime last uh, episode I'm gonna um, give him a call here shortly after we uh, were done kind of uh, bringing in the episode but just checking with him uh, I'm just curious you know we, we there's some chatter going on about USL and these uh, waivers that need to be signed or they say need to be signed in order to pop smoke at matches. So, you know, me and him going to have a, a little bit of a conversation about that. Nothing too deep, you know what I mean? But I want to just check in with him. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, also, you might have uh, missed, if you missed, um, give a call over to Nisa headquarters again. Uh, unlucky in that effort. We'll see what happens, man. Hopefully they get their payment complications all figured out with their phone bill and uh, we'll get a chance to connect with them. And then, of course, uh, on the back end of C, uh, episode two, got a chance to to speak with Lay. Yeah, um, you know, uh, somebody who's coming back to La Rouge. Um, big ups to Lay, man. Congrats on Senegal's uh, victory and winning the African Cup of Nations. That's pretty dope. They beat Egypt in, uh, in penalties there. So I know that, uh, you know, that was happy for him. Happy time for him to be able to rejoice with his country, man. Man, that was dope. But, you know, you all got a chance to get a, got a chance to get to know Lay, you know, maybe from a different angle, you know, on a more personal level. You know what I mean? It's great to have Lay. Lay just, um, again, just like Pato, another one of those dudes that's just very humble. You know what I mean? The the, the squad, the, the guys that, that, that the gaffer is pulling into this club, um, by and large, are seem to be a pretty humble bunch. You know what I mean? Hard workers, humble bunch. Some of them with uh, some misfortune along the way as they, you know, were navigating the system of, you know, United States soccer. But uh, luckily that we have a home for them, and uh, yeah, and we and we get we get the blessing to talk to these guys and to support these guys and and, and watch them just rip it up on the pitch. So that's pretty dope, and. Uh, yeah, so anyway, today's episode, we got quite a bit um, on deck, and, uh, you know, I might have a, uh, some surprises in here, but, you know, just on the front end, um, I'm going to uh, check in with Jaime, see how he's doing. Like I said, we're going to talk about this whole controversy that has been floating around the Twitter, Twitter sphere about popping smoke and smoke waivers uh you know it, it is it's true actually um i did a little bit of digging i was like i kept on seeing this on twitter and wondering where it was actually even emerging from and uh somebody put me back to um a a posted uh policy on the usl championship site or maybe it was just this usl in general site. it's probably i would imagine that it's the same policy across all their leagues uh, so that it definitely is something that that is something for us to just keep an eye on, I believe, you know, but anyway, me and Jaime are going to have a little bit of a conversation about that. And then I get a chance to chat a little bit with um, a, a friend of me, if you will, um, a 
brother that uh, <laughs> I think at times has definitely gone back and forth with some of some of our supporters here in Detroit. You know, him, uh, as I do, has strong opinions on a variety of things, but he has a story behind those those opinions, you know. So I get a chance to chat with Jim Hicks, who is a Chattanooga supporter. He is a co-host of the 423 podcast. I don't know if it's 423 podcast or 423 podcast, whatever. Same letter or same numbers. <laughs> um, but anyway, I get a chance uh, to bring him on board, hear his story about supporting CFC, but more importantly, or more, more important to me at least, more relevant to you in terms of why he's on this show which is dedicated to detroit city fc jim has had a lot of heat for usl there's a lot of things that he says that um, does resonate with me for him even though um it's long distance you know what i mean and haven't had a chance to actually meet jim face to face i don't think that i have i don't think that i met him if he came up here uh to match the keywords i didn't do a whole lot of traveling so i haven't made it down to finley but um you know, I, I would consider him a friend, at least, you know what I mean? And when we left NISA to come to USL and some of the chatter that was going back and forth, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, I was interested to get his perspective because honestly, one of the things that had rubbed me a little bit wrong about going to USL, although I acknowledge that this is complicated, right? There's quote unquote nuance, um, but with was had to do with the situation that happened in Chattanooga, you know what I mean? Like those are our friends, you know what I mean? And they were attacked by USL, it seems, you know what I mean? So um, it just, uh, or they, if they weren't attacked by directly by the league, they, they, the league allowed that situation to happen. And it just, it, it rubbed me wrong. And the idea of linking up with the enemy of your friend um, kind of was a piece of why I have discomfort with that. You know what I mean? So anyway, got a chance to sit down with Jim and uh, me and Jim actually had an opportunity to talk for a good 45, 50 minutes. So you're only going to get a piece of that conversation in this episode. And then I'm going to follow up and post the entire conversation as an extra, you know, like a separate extra episode, if you will. So that will be pretty dope. You know, we're going to head down in the tunnel again as I check in with Jaime. Jaime, Jaime, Jaime hasn't had a chance to go down to the tunnel. So me, Jaime. Um, um, Alan and um, and Dennis, you know, going to chop it up a little bit in the tunnel, talk about expectations for the upcoming season or tempering those expectations coming off of uh, an article that Sean Spence wrote on his uh, words about shapes. If you all haven't tapped into that, tap into that like now, like go to Google and just type in Sean Spence, S-E-A-N-S-P-E-N-C-E, and then comma words about shapes. All right. And um, subscribe to his Patreon. It's only $3 a month. He is, uh, and I think that there's other levels that you can subscribe to, um, but he is a madman with the pen, man. And he, he, he does a lot of good work for this club. Y'all might remember that he was formerly, he was the inaugural manager of the city clubhouse. Um, and he's done quite a few other things over the years in support of this club. He, he wrote for the club, um, as well, but and he continues to write for the club as uh, from a supporter angle. So he does some pretty good stuff, and you know we've been having a, some some conversations about some things that y'all might get the the benefit of of, of hearing eventually. Anyway, uh, so but he he wrote a piece about expectations uh, related to. Um, 
our step in the USL championship and as it relates to the competition and the budget and whatnot. We're also in the tunnel. We're going to chop it up a little bit about the schedule. Uh, you know, we've had the release of the schedule for a few weeks now. We're going to just talk a little bit about the ins and outs of that. Maybe I don't know how to what extent, what depth we're going to go into the schedule, but we'll talk about that. And then also the latest signings. You know, we've had um, a handful of signings since our last episode, at least five, I think, on the men and women's side. So, um, so that so that should be good. So, um, then, uh, yeah, uh, and then to wrap up the episode, actually, I got a chance to sit down and chat with Brad Dunwell, one of our latest signings. He's a defensive midfielder. Uh, fun thing about Brad, I thought was pretty dope uh, as it related to the 451 podcast. Um, he signed his first professional contract with Rio Grande Valley FC on March 8th, 2019. On March 7th, the day before he signed his first professional contract, March 7th, 2019, the 451 podcast launched. So maybe this was a match made in heaven that we were going to, uh, you know, maybe fate would have it that we would, that we would connect. So that was pretty dope. I, it was cool to get a chance to know, uh, to connect with Brad. Um, a lot of you might not know Brad. The only context that we might know Brad is, if, you know, some of those who really follow players and are deeply embedded in, in, in the soccer world here in Michigan might've, you know, come across his name a few times, but those of us who are pretty much just dedicated <laughs> I know I'm excited too. You excited? All right. Um, what was I getting ready to say before the princess started screaming? Um, Brad. Uh, oh, he played previously. One of the one of the places that he played at prior was with um, with uh, the Flint City Bucks. So you know we have a long history against the Flint City Bucks. So that'll be interesting. But anyway. Um, Oh, another thing, Dunwell. I just, I just thought was funny about Dunwell uh, was uh, his birthday. <laughs> He's actually his birthday is on New Year's Eve, which was really interesting to me because typically children are conceived on New Year's Eve; they're not born on New Year's Eve. <laughs> you know, so I was just thinking that's kind of funny. But anyway, let's go ahead. I'm gonna um, give a call over to Jaime. Let's check in with him, and then let's get the show on the road. I'll stop talking here. <laughs> All right, y'all. One. Hello. Hey, Jaime, how you doing? What's up, man? Not much, man. It's red. Uh, just uh, wanted to uh, give you a call, check in. Uh, missed you last time around when the fellas got together. Yeah, you know, uh, the the effects of the Pisco uh, have thankfully worn off now. So back back in the game. <laughs> yeah, how's, uh, how's uh, Peru doing in the qualifying? Man, they got a big couple of results uh in the last in the last uh, match day so they're in fifth currently so <clears throat> it's all in their hands if, if they win the last two games they're in for sure uh i think if they get i think if they get three points even they'll probably make the playoff uh against like new zealand or whoever so yeah cool. feeling feeling pretty positive about it yeah man that'll be pretty dope to see them in the fold <laughs> yeah definitely well we uh you know um, we missed you last time. Uh, me and the fellas got a chance to kind of get together uh, down in uh, Dennis's, uh, where Dennis stays at, in the tunnel. Uh, you know, I don't know, you know, the, the tunnel underneath the supporter stands. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. That's where he lives. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd heard rumors. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, that's a 
it's a it's a cozy place once you once you get down there yeah 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 we're gonna if you uh you got time uh you know what i mean we can head down there a little bit later i think i'm gonna i think alan's gonna be down there with dennis as well chop it up a little bit right on that sounds good cool but um so what what's your uh um, you know, I don't know if you've been uh, paying attention to uh, what's been going on in the social media world on in, in Twitterverse, but uh, there's quite a uh, conversation going on related to uh, pop and smoke and USL restrictions on supporters. Uh, have you been paying attention much to that? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it was kind of like uh, took up a, kind of a large chunk of yesterday uh, trying to keep up with all the messages, you know what I mean? Um, whew, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tough one, you know, like, I think it's um, the more that I got into it, the more you realize that it's, it's not a straightforward issue. It's, it's pretty complex in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, on the surface, I kind of thought like, well, what's, you know, is it a big deal really? Just like sign the waiver and do the smoke, you know, like it, and I'll, I'll say as a preface too that that comes from me being like by nature kind of a rule follower. So like, you know, <laughs> like growing up, if I had a curfew at 10, like I was home at 10. And if I had an assignment due on Friday, like I turned the assignment in on Friday, you know what I mean? Like that's just my nature. So um, <clears throat> conversely, I got whooped all the way home for being out past the streetlights. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we, that's we, the we redheaded. Make good, we make a good, a good pair then. <laughs> that's the rebel in me, I guess. It, maybe it's the, the, the redheadness. <laughs> <laughs> um so you know yeah i mean I, I i wanted to try and like understand where people other people were coming from you know what i mean and i think like you know there's there's some some legitimate concerns and i think like even beyond like the smoke issue which is one thing like i think there's a an underlying concern that is this the first domino to fall in terms of you know um Kind of the supporters losing some of their autonomy, which we've we've had a lot of over the first 10 years. Um, <clears throat> so I, I think there's a lot that plays into it. You know what I mean? And um, again, like I'm not I, I feel ill equipped to talk about it in some ways because like I'm not usually on that side. You know, I'm on the other side with my kids. Right. right. Um, but it's, it's something that affects us all. And I think like I think the most important thing, hopefully, is that like we kind of all as supporters can get on the same page and kind of pull in the same direction because I think, you know, that, that, that's, that's, that's the best way, you know, that's the best way forward. I think. Yeah. 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 I think, um, you know, I started to see some of the buzz coming around. I didn't even know where it came from. I was like, where, where are these rumors even coming from? And yeah. started just kind of asking around, like, where did you hear that? You know what I mean? Uh, and, and so, I mean, let me say like off, off rip, you know, I believe in a kind of strong independent, supporter base from the front office from the league with that being said there's i mean i I honestly i mean i've said it on the podcast a few times there are areas where i feel like even the front office does better than the supporters do in some areas where i wish we would be more diligent and connected and holding the front office accountable but that's particularly related to the relationship with the city of detroit i just feel like sometimes Mm -hmm. our front offices you know there some of them they you know live here in the city some raised you know what i mean in the city and you know and sometimes i wish that there were more congruence with that you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i don't always see it so dichotomous as we're holding them responsible for the relationship in the community when some you know but when it comes to some of these other issues you know which was 
I mean, that was part of my concern, you know what I mean, as you know, we've had conversations about and I've been very vocal about, you know, concerns about the with the USL jump as it related to some of what I perceive as the restrictive nature that comes from the league office down. And, I, you know, like I've said, I think uh, even last time we might have talked, I said, you know, I'm kind of in that let's wait and see. Yeah. But uh you know, I'm going to naturally be pessimistic, <laughs> you know, um, maybe a healthy pessimism, I want to say, but yeah. Oh, I, and I think it's tough too. like, you know, coming from these first 10 years of basically being in the wild west of, you know, lower league soccer, where like, there wasn't rules. And there was like a lot of insanity, like, <clears throat> I think, you know, now to come to a league where, where there is a very much a structure and, yeah. you know, um, uh, you know, guidelines and that kind of thing. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a big change from what we're used to. Um, Yeah. And I think in the past, our presence was more of a stabilizing presence for some of those leagues. And so there was probably more leeway now, not saying that we don't have a stabilizing presence in USL, but the league setting aside the fact that there's been tons and tons and tons of clubs within the league that have actually folded over the years that people I feel ignore, but the league itself in its various forms have, has remained present. So it's stable in that sense, you know, and, um, and uh, you know, they've got sponsorships, they've got, you know, a variety of things. I mean, for example, look at in the past, how many matches have we stopped as supporters because of smoke? You know what I mean? Now put in the fold, you know, multi-million dollar, you know, partnership with ESPN plus and the match is being streamed and all of a sudden it's, de- <laughs> you know, it's delayed for 10 minutes. I, I wonder how that works. You know what I mean? And, yeah, sure. and who, who feels the heat and when the heat comes down on supporters, um, you know, who, how does, how do resport, how do the supporters respond in the various forms? You know what I mean? Whether they're, yeah supporter groups or just independent supporters it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting time no doubt yeah yeah but i I, you know one of the things in the in the midst of kind of just looking around uh or not looking around but chatting around with some other folks i've talked to a few other supporters from other clubs that have been that were supporting their club before they made the jump into usl Okay. And before and after and asked them like what what kind of experience did they have? Mm-hmm. And um and then particularly asked about that issue and they said, you know, there was a time when they had to sign the releases, the waivers, but they don't anymore. There was a time where oh. all of the smoke had to be checked in with the front office and it is yeah. no more. So I'm hearing kind of conflicting things, but then you literally go on the USL website Right. And that somebody took me to the roots of where the quote unquote rumor was. No, there is a written policy that's readily yeah. available on the site that. Yeah. So some of that's just the unknown too, right? Like, so we've not experienced any of this in, in practice yet. So like there's this policy on the website, but then like how stringent are they in terms of checking it? You know I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Like there could be a big gray area for all I know. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it's just like, my my hope is that you know people get in a room and can talk about it and we can come to uh, a point where like uh all the parties involved have something that they can live with you know what i mean and um probably no one's going to be like 100 percent happy with uh, you know any given resolution but i think the owners know like the club 
without supporters is dead. You know what I mean? I think they know that they've known that from the beginning. Yeah. Um, At the same time though, like supporters without a club is also kind of pointless, right? Like um, it's a symbiotic relationship. You know what I mean? I looked that up in my AP biology notes. Um, (laughs) Like, you know, like would a bunch of us just go to a parking lot on a Friday night and set off smoke bombs? Uh, No, I mean, this is like a tangible act of support to the team on the field right and so like he goes both ways you know what i mean so yeah yeah well you know i'm sure we'll definitely chat about this uh, a little bit more you know i just kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit see what you know you know you've been a long time so you were supporting this club before i even came on board so (laughs) curious to see you know what some of your initial gut reaction was today yeah yeah but uh, but yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. If you if you've got time, uh, you know, maybe head down to the tunnel and uh, chat with Dennis and Alan. Um, chat a little bit more soccer. I mean, I think we got the schedule, you know, um, that was released since last time we connected, and a few other player signings. You know, uh, I can't big, big announcements on the women's side too. So yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And then yeah, I guess uh, related to what we were just talking about too. Um, just thinking about what are the expectations in the upcoming season, whether that be performance on the pitch or some of the various things that can happen uh, off or surrounding or around the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> but cool, man. All right. Yeah, well, absolutely. We'll see you down there. All right, cool. All right, man. Take yeah. it easy. <laughs> They're watching. Look, it's watchful eyes. pleasure of having with me today a, uh, a brother from down there in Chattanooga, Germany. I'm actually really happy to see that we could actually get the schedule together uh, uh, today, uh, you know, because I wasn't sure about the time zone difference. But uh, um, Jim Hicks from, uh, he's a CFC or Chattanooga FC supporter and a uh, co-host of the 423 pod. How are you doing today, Jim? I'm great, Red. How are you? Good, I've got good. I've got my little you know that your your listeners can't see it, but right here I've, just for you I've got somewhere back here is my uh, my Wolfsburg my half and half Wolfsburg uh, 
CFC scarf. Oh, it's, I see uh, it. Hide, hide behind your Chicago house uh, scarf. No, it's on top of the Chicago house. We, we don't. The house, the house doesn't exist right now. So we're we've covered that up. Oh man, that's great. That's great. Well, <laughs> thank you for joining me today, though, man. I know, uh, you know, you and I have uh, had quite lengthy conversations about a variety of things uh, over the last few years. I have a pleasure of just getting a chance to get to know you from far. I think we both. Uh, um, you know, I've, I've always appreciated your genuineness, your authenticity, you know what I mean? Just sharing how you feel, you know, regardless. And, you know, you as me oh, don't always express things that everybody else finds uh, favorable. Uh, but uh, I thought it'd be good to have you on just to talk about a few things uh, as that have happened over, over the last several months. So, Sure. Far away, Red. Well, so I guess just to start off uh, for our listeners, can you share with us who you are? Relate as it relates to American soccer. What do you do? Uh, you know, who do you support? And yeah, absolutely. So, who I am and relates as it relates to American soccer is no one. So, <laughs> so I am a, you know, I am a supporter of the Chattanooga Football Club, and uh, you know, it it started out um, probably I heard about the club in '09, and then. In 10, we went to a couple of games. My really got through it because the boys started playing. My, my two sons uh, got into the academy and started playing. So we would, you know, it was our summer thing. We would go to CFC games and, and it was that way between 2010 and 2018. I'm sure we'll get into um, July of 2018. And when I became radicalized is what I like to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, in my, in my, in my spare time, I, I, I'm in higher education and then work for UTC here. And, um, you know, really what it, you, you, you have, you sent me a question. It's like, what's important to me when it comes to soccer in the United States. And that's, you know, it's yeah. a really interesting question. I mean, I think I, you know, I, I, I love the democratic nature of, of the sport. I love the fact that it came from, it's really a working a working people's sport. It came from neighborhoods. It came from, you know, the lower class and it, it was, it was a way to represent a community and a way for community communities to get together. And it's, it's been that way for hundreds of years. And it's that way, um, you know, maybe in the lower, the lower levels of the sport around the world, um, as more money and even more money has gotten into it. Maybe it's, it's gotten a little bit away from that at the, at the, you know, the top of the sport all over the world. But so there, you know, there's that and there's, there's a rich history of it in the United States that we just don't really know. And you get, you don't really know about it until you, you, and you've got to really look for it. And so, you know, it's a very simple game. It's a very elegant game. It is, um, it's, it's something that, uh, you know, I can enjoy with my kids. It's something that you can play, you know, in your backyard with, it doesn't really matter who you're with. I mean, you, you know, you, it's hard to, you're not going to, you can play flag football or touch football, that kind of stuff. But I mean, the game that you can play, you, know, you and I could go in a field and play the exact same game that's played technically, in, you know, in the Emirates <laughs> or whatever. Um, the, the technical ability may be different, but, and, and so it, I think it's just an easy, it's an easy sport to, to get into. And it's, um, and so that's what I, I really love about it. Good, good, good. So, you know, there is, Historically, I say historically, but and then with the caveat that this is only 10 years, um, there's been a close relationship between 
Detroit City FC and Chattanooga FC. What is your understanding of, you know, the roots of that relationship and why it has been? Yeah, sure. So, you know, back when CFC started, you know, the NPSL was, it was kind of, it wasn't fledgling. I mean, it had been around for a while, but, um, you know, I think CFC showed a different way of doing things, a different way of, of connecting soccer to your local community. And I think that resonated with a bunch of people uh, around the country. And I think one of those people that that story resonated with was Sean Mann and what he was already doing with the, you know, with the kind of the, the neighborhood football, um, like, you know, the weekend football league that he had, <clears throat> excuse me. And so, I, you know, I think he saw what chatting was doing um, on a, you know, real kind of philosophical level of, of using the sport to connect people in your community. I think that's, he was like, wait a minute, that's what I want to do, or that's what I'm doing. And, right, and right. you know, how, how can I do that? How are they making that happen? And, you know, I think they came together. He, and that, you know, he came down, I believe, and spent some time um, with the, the leadership of CFC and, and went back and said, I'm going to take kind of what they do and I'm going to make it Detroit. I'm, it's, you know, it's only going to be about Detroit. It's all going to be about Detroit. You know, it wouldn't make sense to go say, well, Chattanooga does this way. So I'm going to take that and plant it in Detroit. I mean, it's, right. you know, they're different communities, they're different areas. So he took the idea of using, and it's not a new idea, using soccer to, to build the community. Uh, he took that with him and, and, you know, I guess the, you know, really the, the rest is history. And so, you know, there's a, there's a thread, I think uh, a common thread that, that ties the two clubs together. Um, you know, after a while it became a little bit more about, um, you know, not just about the community building and it, it came, it came to be about what, okay, what is, what is this sport about in the United States and what, what makes it really important and what can make it successful? Um, and, you know, and maybe in the Chattanooga world, you know, Tim Kelly um, maybe went a little far off on the pro rail and, you know, all those things. But I, I really think the essence of independent and that word gets thrown out a lot of independent soccer is where the club it's, it's very club centric. Right. Uh, the club is the most important organization and it, and you use that club to, to pull people together um, and do good things in, in your local community. And I, I think that resonated with, uh, with Sean and the other, um, the other founders at DCFC and y'all have taken it and, and ran with it. Right. Right. Which is, you know, which, what you say is definitely consistent with, uh, I think it was in, I don't know, I want to say season two or it might've been, yeah, I think it was season two when I got an opportunity to chat with Tim, uh, before a match, when you all came up here, uh, you know, for the match at Keyworth and, uh, you know, got a chance to chat with him. And so, you know, very, very similar, you know what I mean? Uh, to, to, to what you say, just in terms of, um, you know, y'all it, it, to a certain extent, right. Where the, the canary in the coal mine, so to speak, you know what I mean? As <laughs> yeah. well, you know, so there's been that relationship, even to the extent that when Chad Nuga FC opened up the investment, you know, to be what, what I refer to as micro owners, I, I guess that might be a, a way of describing it, class B owners or, you know, whatever, investors yeah. that we even had a lot of uh, supporters for Detroit City uh, who invested in Chattanooga FC. And then when Detroit turned around and did something similar, uh, which I think there were a few small little differences between how that program, mm -hmm. how that was yeah. initiated, but for all um 
intents and purposes, it's same, right? But yeah. uh, DCFC followed suit, and um, a lot of CFC supporters did the same, right? When when mm-hmm. when we did that, you were one of them. So why why yeah. did you why did you end up investing in Detroit City FC? Well, I mean, I think it's you know, I, I think it was uh, for one uh, a thank you for in recognizing. Um, well, first of all, again, it goes back to that common thread. Uh, you know, I, I like to support. That's why I've got you know, scarves of, of other, you know, other teams that, you know, have either joined, well, not all teams that have joined NISA, but some of the ones that, that well, some of the ones that have joined NISA or other clubs that I find, um, you know, that they, you know, support the kind of the similar ideals. Um, I like to support those clubs in, in, in some ways. So there was, there was that, but there was also the idea and, you know, what, what DCFC supporters did, um, you know, when, when CFC put that call out. It happened at a, you know, around, it happened in 2018. It happened around the, that, the, you know, the time um, where, you know, things were rocky here in Chattanooga and um, I'm sure we'll get into that. But, um, and so, so the supporters at, from Detroit um, threw their support behind the club and I wanted to reciprocate that. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's giving money and support to a club that I, that um, shares my, a lot of my ideals and and kind of a, a thank you for um for what uh, the detroit city supporters did for chattanooga no doubt yeah and you know related to that right this is where we we get to get into the the meat of uh <laughs> why you know part of the meat of you know why i wanted to you know really have a chat with you you know because i think that your story in terms of your connection with you know, our club, you know what I mean? And as a CFC supporter and the history of CFC and USL and some of the moves that we've made to jump to over to USL championship, you have, you've had some strong feelings toward USL over the years, right? Where did that, where did that come from? And what's the (laughs) story behind CFC and USL? Yeah, that's interesting. So, I mean, it's a, you know, I've, I'm not really a, I've been a pretty open book, at least on Twitter about this, but, you know, even before, you know, before 2018, for whatever reason, I just leaned towards like the NASL. So in the open cup days, um, you know, some, I think we're going to have that again at some point, maybe in the next month, <laughs> you know, I would, you know, I would prefer, um, and this may be because CFC played PDL teams. And so, you know, because I wanted NPSL teams to beat PDL teams, then I wanted NAS, you know, NASL teams to beat USL pro teams. That may have been part of it. Just kind of, um, we're playing a USL version. So I want USL to not do well. I don't really know when it started. I mean, it was just, I preferred, uh, it, you know, I would root for the NASL team or the NPSL team against PDL teams or USL pro, right. but it was nothing more than just kind of, I mean, Inter- interleague kind of, yeah. I mean, it was, it was not soccer wars. It wasn't any of that stuff. It wasn't about how they were structured. It had nothing to do with independent soccer. Uh, I mean, in, you know, at least up until after 2018, uh, it was just, Hey, you know, that's the way it is. And I, you know, I, I, I really didn't pay that much attention to it, but so even back going to 11 and 12, I preferred the USL, whoever the USL was playing, <laughs> I would root for them. Um, and then 2018 happened. And, and so, you know, and I keep referring to that, but in July, right after the MPSL season, um, stopped at that point, I was really kind of, uh, um, 
I was probably, I mean, I wasn't a casual fan. I mean, I, I went to all the games. I knew all, I knew who the players were, but I was not involved in it beyond really going to games and, and, and supporting and that kind of thing. I, I wasn't even really in one Oh nine with the Chattahooligans. I knew who they were, you know, we sat right next to them, but I was not in the supporter group. And, and in, in that section, I was, I, I loved the club and I liked the people and loved some of the people who were involved, but I really wasn't in, I really didn't know behind the scenes. I had no idea what was going on behind the curtain. Gotcha. And so for me, the first shot was, you know, the, when stories started to go out that, um, that two members of the board were resigning and one of the, one of the members of the board that was resigning was going board over for to, Chattanooga FC. Yeah, right? Chattanooga, yeah. The Chattanooga FC board were resigning. And, and I guess it was right at, right around the same time the story came out that a, a new franchise would be dropped in into Chattanooga. Um, and it was at that time, it was Chattanooga pro soccer and the, the, um, the one of the board members was going to go be the general manager and vice president, whatever his title is at, at this Chattanooga pro soccer. And so I, you know, that was the first I really heard of it. I knew from talking to other supporters that USL pro had talked to Chattanooga several times about joining. Um, I knew, and then I'd heard that, you, that, you know, that they've been, we kind of pushed it back. Um, the club was really, uh, tentative about going pro and you know you, you felt that between 17 and 18 you know as a fan I even said you know after 16 15 and 16 was like the you know the glory MPSL days and then in 17 and 18 I really felt that the club had plateaued I mean I I felt it going to the games and I think a lot of other people felt it and and some people on the board felt that they the club needed to make the next step other people on the board were very cautious. They were very conservative in the sense that they, they, you know, this needs to be sustainable. We're not going to jump into something. Um, and so that was part of the schism and USL had asked several times and the club had said no. And, and then, you know, now I know more that, you know, the, uh, you know, the USL was starting this D three league that, that became league one. And um, they wanted Chattanooga to be, kind of their cornerstone when they, when they unveiled this new league, CFC was going to be like the anchor club of the league gotcha. or one, one of the anchors, probably that. And, and, and maybe forward Madison would be kind of the anchors of the league, the big, the big names um, that people would, the people would know in lower in lower league soccer. Um, I'm, I'm sure they also talked with Detroit. I don't know if they, they were talking with Detroit about league one or championship, but I know USL had made several, several phone calls to Detroit about the same time. You know, right. this is right would around make, would make sense. Yeah. I mean, this is all when, you know, MPSL bro, hell yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> they started and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, you, I think USL wanted Chattanooga, the, the, they wanted CFC uh, to be um, a big part of league one. And so I think they came and asked us and we said, no. And, you know, it, we've, we've heard, um, I think Tim has even said that he did not feel that the, that the USL, um, system was sustainable. I'm not really sure. I've never had a chance to really ask him for clarification. If he felt, if he felt like it wasn't a sustainable model for us or overall, 
I'm not, I'm not really sure I, gotcha. um, what, what he, what he meant by that, but that was, that was kind of what was said to USL and what has been said in the out, outward that he did not feel that USL was the right place for Chattanooga football club. Um, and then it gets a little murky, you know, I, you know, that, um, USL made the offer, uh, Chattanooga CFC said no. And then this other guy from Utah gets involved and I don't really know, you know, it's kind of like the $60,000 question, right? I don't know exactly how all this happened. And there are others who probably do, but from, from just piecing it together, USL made connections with Bob Martino and said, Hey, Chattanooga, we, we would like to build a team in Chattanooga, but right now the club's really not up for it. They, they, and they may have taken this sustainability as, okay, CFC really doesn't feel like that they've got the funds that they, they don't want to put out, put out that money and jeopardize the strength of the club. Right. So we're going to connect somebody who has money with CFC and boom, it's all going to be great. Um, that we're going to have the club. They're going to have the club's going to have money and everything's going to be fine. Um, we have, you know, we have owners that were, uh, that were PLS compliant, if you want to put it that way. So we didn't need an owner coming in that to make the PLS work. Um, and, and so this, this is where I just, I don't understand the thinking, but you know, so that owner, that guy comes in, Bob comes in, makes an offer to sell the club. And from everything I've been told, the offer was ridiculously low. Like, you know, these people have spent 10 years of their life building something that USL thinks is so important. Well, then the guy comes in and throws pennies at him, and right. they were like, no, this is, that's not, you know, that's not what this, that's not what's going to happen. He apparently came back and made a bigger offer, but by that time, you know, I think, I think they were a little, um, I, things were not going well. Uh, and then, you know, he, he made, there were some other things about trying to split the board, um, and, create really what our mayor referred to as a hostile, hostile takeover. Now, not that the mayor, the mayor now is Tim Kelly, but that's not who I'm talking about. <laughs> that's the irony of it. Now Tim Kelly <laughs> is the mayor. Yeah. yeah. So the mayor I'm talking about is the mayor before Tim. So Tim didn't say this. Our mayor at the time said, this is a hostile takeover of this community club. And cause that's really what it was. Um, and, and so what I don't really, what, what upset me the most, all that stuff is kind of business and people going back at that point, the club said no again. Um, and, and, and I don't know who exactly said this, but USL has, you know, when you talk to people about USL, they, they, they are given a lot of authority, right? They, it's their franchise. They could have chosen to go somewhere else. They could have whatever. So I, I put this agency on, I put this decision on USL because I just don't know where, where else to put it. They basically said, you told us no we're going to put a club there anyway. And, and, uh, and what that says to me is like, you don't, you don't want to be with us, then we're going to kill you. And, and so, um, that really didn't sit well with me. Uh, and it, it has never sat well with me. And so it's hard for me to, because then they then they proceeded to attempt to do that. They, right. They tried to take ripped, over Finley, right? Oh yeah, they attempted to they attempted to get uh, CFC out of Finley. They attempted to take over the foundation. Um, they did remove the, you know they did take over the women's team 
And luckily we, we just, we have, we just made the announcement that the women's team will be back this summer. And I'm very excited about that, but um, they took that. Uh, and then they, they really, they put a, a, a wedge right into the Academy. They split the Academy. Just, I mean, they just blew up the Academy. Nice. And I, I remember, you know, my, when my two sons at that time, but one had aged out and the other one was, would have been a U 16 or U 17 at that time. U 16 and all of his coaches left like, wow. and all of my older son's coaches left and our, like the soccer family in Chattanooga just got for a little while, just got it ripped into ripped apart. Huh? And it was really, I mean, it was rough. It was rough because people were, you know, they were choosing sides. There were, I mean, you know, this may sound melodramatic, but in some areas, I mean, it's, you know, I've got, I mean, it, it split the soccer family in half. Um, if not, if not worse than that. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's, I didn't really like that too much. (laughs) And, and I, and I've been, and so everything I see through USL, well, at least for the last between 18 and maybe, maybe 21, early 20 or yeah, 21 has those three years has been seen through that lens. Um, you know, to, to me, that is you, that's what USL is. Uh, that's who they are. And, and, and I have to, I will admit my bias. That is, I see everything through that lens. Um, or I did that. I've, I've, I've adjusted some things and, um, and we'll probably talk about that when we get into, we get into kind of the decision that DFC, DCFC, uh, uh, made. Um, but I've adjusted some of that, but it really goes back down to, there's some basic things about USL that I, I have big problems with. Um, I'm yeah. not going to, those aren't going to go away. Right. Um, and, and some of that was all kind of was formed in July of 2018. Please watch the sheep lose our heart for the kill And they won't stop at anything They've got to get their meals Oh, Shepa Please watch the sheep lose our heart for the kill And they won't stop at anything They've got to get their meals I tell you how I feel, I tell you how I feel I tell you how I feel because I got to keep it you die every day and every night my people multiply and every day and every night a little baby cry every day and every night a mommy die and every day and every night my people visualize every day and every night my people organize and every day and every night my people centralize the truth is right in front of you just have to open your eyes fight up and sweat up all day now them stink like a swine when there's a day you shall decay leave your riches behind whether your business my musician or your flip them pies the game is to be paid and it's called survival hey, it's called survival oh shape please watch the sheep the wolves are out for the kill and they won't stop at anything they've got to get their meals. Oh, Shepa, please watch 
Mr. Sheeps, the wolves are out for the kill. And they won't stop by anything they've got to get near me. Hey, how I feel, I tell you how I feel. I tell you how I feel because I got to keep it real. Hey, how I feel, I tell you how I feel. I tell you how I feel because I got to keep it real. Hey, how I feel, I tell you how I feel. I tell you how I feel because I got to keep it fellas hey what's going on hey what's going on man <laughs> what y'all up to we, we just been waiting for you for uh, two weeks <laughs> oh you've been down here there's since quite then. a bit of natural light down here <laughs> yeah i was telling you man it's quite a spectacle down here <laughs> so this is your digs huh dennis yeah, I mean, you guys laughed after the last chat. You didn't tell me it was time to go, so I just kind of chilled. <laughs> All right, well, we'll bring you some bagels next time so nice. you can actually eat. Yeah, <laughs> at, <I'm> least, <laughs> at least there's enough dripping water in here. You can hydrate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, man, what's uh, lots been going on over the last two weeks? I mean, Dennis, we might have to catch you up a little bit since you've been down here in the tunnel. I don't know what the uh, what the internet... Uh, Access is down here, but some new signs. I've got new Wi-Fi here. I've seen some people walking around. I, yeah. I think I've, uh, I think I'm caught up. Okay, okay. Some other folks around here. I just heard when we were coming in. Um, me and me and Jaime were coming in. We were, there was a couple that was arguing over by the door. I don't know what's going on. Like, what kind of show you're running here? But might want to keep an eye on them. You know, with this place being open to the public, it's hard to kind of run everybody out. So. <laughs> I do well, what I can. Hey, it's all good, man. Free entertainment. So, <laughs> you ain't got a TV, so you just watch people who just yeah, right. Sometimes, sometimes I need that reality, that reality <laughs> theater. <TV>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I mean, man, from the last time that uh, we all got a chance. To, well, you and you all know Jaime. Jaime, oh yeah, we've we've connected before. Um, uh, new new signings since the last time we connected. Anybody that's uh, any 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 season. yeah any anybody in particular that is uh, exciting you all on the men and women's side? Yeah, there's um, been so many. Yeah. Well, we got let's see what we have. There's uh, is it Antoine Hoppenot? Is that how you up, up, I think it's Hoppeno. Hoppeno. Oh, that's right. He's a French fellow, right? Hoppenot French Hoppenot, isn't too yeah. strong. Yeah. He he was born in France, but I think he moved there as a kid. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, I haven't even heard him talk, so he could have one of those little uh, French American hybrid accents, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he seems, uh, and it looks like he's got a little bit of a following too. He's the got f- a fan club for his mullet, I think. Yeah, <laughs> the, the flow, right? Is that that's the flow? The yeah. If I had a mullet, that's exactly what I would name it. <laughs> right. the, the flow f- by a long time ago. <laughs> That's not a style I could adopt at this point. <laughs> the flow. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna start to grow it out. Hey, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Make them feel at home. 
Any 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 uh, anybody know much of, uh, about you know what he would bring to the table? I uh, from looking him off, like not too in depth. He seems kind of he's a striker, but more of a withdrawn striker. Um, maybe a little bit more out on the wings now. He's uh, I think he's like thirty one, which obviously it's not that old. Right, I'm thirty four, so it's like. Well, I think in the in the last few years he hasn't been scored as much goals, but he's still a good like a creative kind of playmaker type. Um, I was I was trying to think of someone to like compare him to today, and the only person I could like come up with was kind of like a Wayne Rooney, like later in his career, like where he kind of withdrew a little bit and kind of started spreading the ball around. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I don't know if if they would pair him and Pato up at times up front or would they be interchangeable because Pato I think they'd kinda, be kind of similar that's what I was thinking too yeah yeah he brings the the veteran experience that's that's I think probably his biggest uh, strong suit uh he's played at the highest level in the U.S. and he's uh been around to a few different teams so uh I think that uh, that really broadens our experience base too most recently, was it, uh, I think I saw Louisville, right? Yeah. Lou City? Yeah. Yeah. And then they, judging by the reaction of other teams, fans to us signing him, uh, a lot of people seem to think it was a decent signing. Um, I don't know if they were just comparing that to their views on our, our <laughs> previous signings or if, <laughs> well, I know there was a couple of uh, uh, pre- previous fans of his who were who were not best pleased to see him going to us so yeah 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 well then we have uh madison duncan she was signed on the women's side right it's exciting to see her see uh all on the women's side here we got madison duncan kenna white uh shannon mccarthy and then today marley taylor yeah they're all coming back right none of them are new new no i don't think any of them are new are they yeah they're all good signings yeah, to, to Is McCarthy's back. new though, right? I, that's the one I was wondering about. I don't, I don't. Her name doesn't. Oh yeah, she's from. I think here. she's new. Yeah, because she was like playing in Europe previously. Right, so. that's right. She was just in the Champions League last year. Yeah, the Women's Champions League, exactly. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's a local. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. That's like a splashy signing on the women's side. It's probably yeah. the splashiest signing we've had from either team. Yeah, I got I got a chance. Um, I was doing a little bit of background on Kenna because um, I got a chance to sit down and chat with her and um, bring that in a later episode. But uh, she, uh, do you, man, do you know Kenna? This woman scored ninety five goals in four years of varsity in high school. Ninety five wow. goals. That is ridiculous. <laughs> She's like, a machine, and she, she's been playing with Maddie Wolfbauer, you know, obviously, who was with the club last year, too, at, at Bowling Green. But Wolfbauer is graduating, you know, just now. So I, I think she's really going to put up some big numbers, uh, like, this coming fall. Yeah. Yeah, cause she's at, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's at, and she's at Bowling Green. Um, I think she's still got, what, at least, I think, two more years. I think she's only a sophomore. I think two years we locked up during the week, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to see the core of this women's squad coming together, and uh, you know, given given the future plans, which you know the club has already talked about a little bit, 
kind of wonder if they're how, how far ahead are they thinking are they are they building this core to eventually move up or uh you know so it's it, i think it's it's, it's going to put a little different spin on things than in the past uh, our previous se- full season uh where we were kind of just seeing how this whole thing was going to work out but now we've got kind of a um, development route we're going to go and uh see how that goes but uh right something to aspire to almost yeah well it's certainly for the players i think they uh you can kind of see you want to see that in their play that if that you know if they want to be part of with the pro squad you know what they're going to bring with that oh you know i forgot one other person too elissa elissa baron is it baron elissa baron B-A-E-R-O-N. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think she's new as well. Oh, I don't think she was. Yeah. It's German, though, because I've seen on, on her Instagram, I think it's like B-A with the two little dots on the top. So, gotcha, yeah. I don't know. We need to get a pronunciation guide, I think, for some of these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure we're doing it justice. Yeah, but, you know, the one of the interesting things about a lot of the local women that are being signed or brought back, a lot of them came through – the youth system that we've developed the partnership with, right? Kenna was in Canton Celtic, you know, and, and uh, I think a few of other other the women uh, came through that system as well, which is interesting because you figure, um, you know, like uh, one of the other signings was it just yesterday, uh, Bosch Tanyi, yeah, you know, he came up. I think he came. I don't know if he came up through the youth system, but I know that he was he was over there with John Evans at is it, is it Gross Ill. I always never know how to pronounce Grossel, those. Yeah. Grossel, yeah. Um, and was... Uh, Mr. Michigan. Mr. Michigan back in, what, 2019? Or was it 2020, 2019? Um, I can't remember. I thought it was last year. Like the 1920 season. Or the 2021 20- season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 20 they, going into 21. Yeah, because we, we picked him up fresh off of that. Brought him on board right. last year. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Him and his brother. Yeah, that that's pretty cool to see stuff like that. We, you know, like for players that we might be able to rope into the academy to see that they can be developed and maybe potentially find themselves on the on the first team. I'm excited to see how he develops. Right. And it is it's exciting to see that on the girls side that there's so many have come into the women's team from the youth setup because that does bode well for the men's side too. Like eventually we're going to start seeing these kids coming up through through everything yeah. that we've got in place all the affiliates and um, hopefully the Black Star program too will will end up turning into to kind of a pathway for Detroit youths as well. Yeah, no, that that's one of the good grabs when we we um, got uh, Sam is it Pyrene, uh as the women's head coach because a lot of them actually played for him back in the day. Right. You know. So. Yeah, he seems like a, he seems like a, a good. A good enthusiastic leader too. So, yeah. So he's really, we also um, he's really putting out the the cheer squad for uh, all the signings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we also had uh, back on the eleventh, they announced Michael Bryant. It was another signing. Right from Calgary. <laughs> yeah, he was playing out at uh, L.A. Force, right? No. At one time, too, or no? Or no, I'm not thinking Cal United. Just Cal I United. think Cal United. Cal United. Isn't he their captain? Yeah. That's right. And he played, like, more or less every game for them. That's, that's, 
a noticeable thing that we're we're pulling in uh, all these <laughs> Nisa captains. It's all the <laughs> leaders, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what do you all think about uh, what, another thing that uh, we got um, uh, access to since the last time we were able to connect was the the men's schedule was announced. Um, of course, there's a couple of friendlies prior to that today. Um, on the 16th, February 16th, there was a friendly out there in Indianapolis. It's Indy right. 11. That was uh, behind closed doors, so uh, limited information. Only, I, only whatever we could get from our uh, from our insider that we sent down there. Yeah, I sent a I sent an intern down there to uh, to sneak in. <laughs> I gave the intern the the hand, the Twitter handle, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He, I got, I got some frantic phone calls from him about a couple hours ago. I don't know what's going on. I haven't checked my voicemail yet, but it didn't sound yeah. good. <laughs> it sounded like it was kicking off. The uh, the the official team uh, Twitter account seemed to uh, be uh, underplaying what was happening down there. But... Yeah, yeah. I think it sounded like there was a little bit more than than what they were. Yeah, they were on. keeping it on their ass. Uh... Yeah, well... it was. It was in in. Uh, Reality, it was funny to see some of the last few tweets from the Indy account that were like, guest keeper number one says no to trialist number nine. <laughs> oh, they're, really doing a, they're really doing a good job of like keeping this under wraps. Because like. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that, yeah. that video that the club tweeted out before the game two of the warm-up definitely was like the trialists were separated because there was not one face in that. <laughs> 12 or 13 people that I didn't recognize. Even, well, even, we knew we were, they were gonna, that we were going to that Pruder, that, that that video frame by frame and, and right. uh, have all those right. right. facial numbers out before they could even uh, announce it themselves. So, uh, right, yeah. Operational yeah. security. Sean and, uh, Sean and Katie had that on lock. That there wasn't going to be, <laughs> there wasn't going to be a frame of that video that we were going to be able to, to peruse. <laughs> Or even even the uh, the overhead shot of the gaffer giving his wisdom, you noticed that it was just. <laughs> they probably said, "All right, we got to take a picture, try. Let's go take sit over there the in the corner. Zoom, <laughs> zoom out, zoom out. Right, zoom in. right. It was, it was like, hey, just try that. There's twelve trialists there, and I'll shut them up for a few few hours. <laughs> you can't, can't figure out that many. <laughs> right, right. And then of course next week. Um, on Wednesday, not Tuesday, right, Dennis? Oakland no, University. It is Tuesday. 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 No. See, I'm gonna have a crew. Save and go both days, <laughs> just in case. Next Tuesday, which is the 22nd. Yes. There's a friendly at Oakland Uni- the bubble, the Oakland the University Dome. Dome. The Dome. Uh, at you said it was 11, right? It's 11 a.m. Yeah, and I believe it's open to the public. Yeah, because it's on so, their schedule, right? You have to wear masks. Right, yeah, it's, it's part of their preseason too. So yeah, um, so I don't know if we'll see as many trialists next week, or if they'll have narrowed it down, or like what they're gonna do. But it's gonna be a bit harder to, uh, unless they have some NDAs for us to sign or something on the way in. <laughs> right, right. Well, and a and a, a little birdie was chirping, and I heard that the club was gonna the men's side at least was gonna be down in Phoenix. Uh, Tuesday to Saturday, mm. so I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe they're going down there to see whether or not Phoenix is really rising. 
<laughs> see if it's actually true. I don't know. Could be something like that. I'm sure the yeah, players will enjoy uh, a, a little bit warmer climate for some of the preseason. Yeah, like a warm weather training camp. That's what all the the British teams do over to yeah. Spain for a week in the winter. Not a really bad. helps. What are you all thinking about the uh, the the um, the regular season schedule? Have you had a chance to take a look at it? Um, I'm gutted because. Oh, go ahead. No, you go. No, I was just to say I'm gutted because the first uh, home game, I'm actually away uh, coaching at a youth tournament in Indianapolis. So I'm, I'm going to miss that one. Oh, wow. um, but hopefully uh, um, ESPN is going to come through for me while I'm, while I'm away. I can get the intern on the uh, um, live tweets for you as well, just in case. <laughs> exactly. I'll, yeah. I'll be following along for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, by the way, by the way, if you all want to uh, check out the uh, the live tweets from the uh, the exhibition match today, just go to Twitter the hashtag four five one match day, and uh, you can see how the whole match unfolded up to up up to a point. Yeah, it really. Uh, it really gave the sense of being there. Yeah, <laughs> I was following along at work, and it yeah, it really felt like I was I was there soaking in the whole atmosphere. <laughs> Dennis, what were you gonna say about the uh, the regular schedule, the regular season? Schedule? Um, I haven't looked into it too much. I I think the I'm gonna I've been penciling in the in the, the away game in Indianapolis just because my better half went there for um school so we're gonna maybe make that a weekend it's the weekend after the fourth of july i think double I, double away day right because the men and yeah, women right, play the, oh yeah the yeah team are playing that day too so it's gonna be it sounds like a kind of broken up double header that yeah. i think the women are on a two and the men are at like seven um but or maybe five i don't know i think it's seven yeah. um but yeah that'd be a good uh for anybody thinking about no way day, I feel like that would be a good one to have, like a good crowd up both games. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people are gonna try to make that one. It's good drivable distance. So. Yeah, right. That's what we were thinking too. No doubt. Yeah, I noticed that uh, the with the home matches, um, all Saturday. Well, mostly Saturday matches. That's gonna be a nice consistency to have. I know we started to get a little bit of that in Nisa. Um, right. But all of the matches through March I guess it's only a couple Be, until you get until we get to you know the second weekend of later in April all the matches are at 4 p.m. at Keyworth on Saturday um, and then when we get later into April they shift to 7 o'clock well it looks like that Birmingham match is actually on a Friday yeah there's a few goofy ones that got thrown in too I think the Louisville away game is like a Wednesday too gotcha yeah, I think some of the TV schedule stuff kind of pushed a few of those games around. Yeah. And then, of course, the uh, the U.S. Open Cup is going to be opening up again. <laughs> and uh, we picked a doozy, didn't we? <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think this was in the pipeline. I think we were kind of giving the heads up that this is how it would roll out because they do it regionally for the first few rounds. Yeah. So it was realistically really the only uh, the only thing we could get, which of course is shard though. Yes, um, the herpes are flaring up again. <laughs> right, right. It's uh, I think the banners might be back. The uh, you know the Tobira <laughs> virus. 
Yeah, for those who don't know, right? Michigan Stars, a.k.a. Sharda, long-time opposition, we'll say. Um, going all the way back to the NPSL days. And then they uh, <laughs> they followed us into NISA. And uh, who knows? They're following us into the Open Cup now. Like a, a stalker. <laughs> I feel it's, like uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely time to like pull out a restraining order. There's <laughs> there's still uh, conflicting reports on whether the, their owner George is going to be allowed to the game or not. I think his uh, he has a, a long-standing suspension from the last time the Stars were in the Open Cup. I think I think may... I think that I saw that it uh, that that is expired. I think it might have passed its statute of uh, limitations already. Yeah. Because <laughs> they just haven't made the Open Cup. So, yeah. You know, that means it's time for a new one. So so let's see what happens. He's, well, uh, you know, he's an awful yeah. friendly guy. He likes to, uh, he likes to have discussions with people and get in their face. So Yeah. yeah. He, likes to make, he likes to make his presence felt. <laughs> I think uh, I think that would be a perfect match to make uh, Devin the honorary captain, wouldn't it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, yeah, I think that'd go down as well as you're thinking it would. <laughs> Hi, man, you've been around for a while. What are you, what are you thinking about uh, clashing with uh, the Michigan Stars in the first round of well, it's the second round, right, of the U.S. Open Cup? I mean. I got so many fond memories of, of games against the Stars over the years. Uh, and, the, I mean, the first iteration, they were called Sparta, FC Sparta of Michigan. So that I remember going to that away day. It was like Mother's Day, and it was freezing cold. Um, yeah, it was like – like the, even that then, like, it was a tense game. Like, we never played them before, but they, like, had, like, high security at the game and, like, someone, like – one of the security guards confiscated like some woman's book out of her purse, and it was just all like from the beginning. It's always been a little bit ridiculous with those people. So this is the pre yeah. the, the pre CRT days. <laughs> they probably yeah. confiscated her book because it was <laughs> it was like grapes of wrath or something, and they, they wouldn't let her take it into the stadium. So you will not. Where were they it. playing then? Uh, you don't like that um, book learning, Widner, right? <laughs> Was that Widner? No, uh, where was that? Um, was it in? Did they play in Berkeley at some yeah. point? Yeah, yeah, it was Berkeley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Berkeley. Because yeah, I, I seem like because I used to live in Berkeley, right? So I, I, I feel like I remember um, some next door posts about the noisy uh, soccer hooligan. Oh, you, yeah, you heard about the infamous Berkeley marching band? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they, this was like this was pre me like. If I had probably been told about the city at this stage, but was still in my, nah, I'm not going to that. I, I, I may or may not have been behind a uh, an old burner account of the Berkeley marching band. Shocking. <laughs> they, they, they raised a lot of hell on Twitter at one point in time. <laughs> what was that? Uh, that was actually, um, I want to say that, uh, what's the name of the field over there in Berkeley? I know Early. Hurley Field, yeah. I think that was the first. I want. I think that was one of the first match. Was one of the first matches actually that I attended for City. uh, Was that away match? I think. 
City know. had a couple of friendlies there too, some preseason friendlies against maybe not Sharta. Um, uh, they also played. We also played um, the U.S. Open Cup game against um, RW Adria um, there because I think Cast Tech was too small. So it was like 2014, maybe. I think 2014. Um, so yeah, there's a little bit of history going back there. And then they before FC they were FC Sparta weren't there weren't there Dearborn some or was that what they were called when they were in Dearborn? I think they were at one point there was a Dearborn Stars. Yeah, um, F, that's FC Sparta came and merged with Dearborn Stars, right? And that's when Sharta yeah, exploded. I think, so. I think they bought the Dearborn team. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. The yeah, birth of the birth of Sharta. Yeah. Huh. Um. Well, okay, so how about moving beyond the, the schedule? Maybe we can dip back in the schedule a little bit more, you know, when we connect another time too. But uh, what are you all thinking about this upcoming season um, in terms of expectations? You know, me and me and, me and Jaime connected earlier about expectations related to uh, what happens off the pitch and surrounding the pitch. We're talking about the, the whole waiver controversy and all that and, you know, supporter restrictions and things like that. Uh, what do you all think? I mean, even on the pitch performance-wise, you know, coming off of uh, Sean Spence wrote that that piece, you know what I mean, uh, connected to one of the player announcements, tempering expectations a little bit. Uh, yeah, they come back down to earth speech. <laughs> <laughs> what do you all think? And what, what, are, what, are your, what are your thoughts about the upcoming season with all that? You know, it's going to be a it's going to be a little different for people, uh, especially – some of the folks that have uh, come to around the city more recently, uh, they've uh, they've only ever seen city win, and uh, we we've just completely dominated our opponents over the last you know several seasons. Just over the over the course of the seasons, now we've had games where that were close, certainly, uh, but in terms of uh, our opposition we're going to be facing a whole different level of, uh, of teams in terms of, you know, their, the, the longevity of their squads and the time they've been together, all that stuff. And uh, I think there's going to be a little bit more adversity and a little bit more challenge this year, and it's not always going to go our way. So that'll be interesting to see how people react to that. And, uh, you know, it's going to take a little time to build build out a, a, a championship level squad. It's not something you're big that we're going to be able to do in the course of one preseason. So uh, it's it's really going to be a process, and I'm hoping that people have the patience and understanding to follow that process through, which may take more than one season to put in place, and to see how how Trevor James shapes this over time so uh i think that'll be the thing that the interesting thing to follow is uh how do we get from from where we're where we're at now to where we want to be yeah yeah it's gonna shock the system for some <laughs> yeah i would like i would just echo basically all of that like it's gonna be this season i think it's gonna bring a it's gonna bring Firstly, it's going to bring a lot more like casual fans to the games too, because you know, 
however we want to phrase it and put it and say what this move is like it is moving up in the eyes of a lot of people it's moving up the league and yeah. that's going to bring more eyeballs it's going to bring more people we're going to be on espn plus we're going to be on espn 2 or espn or however they do that the the one or two games that we're going to be on the national broadcast which is going to bring more attention to the team so there's going to be more people there there's going to be newer people who don't know that deal who don't know that they got to keep singing until the end and like it doesn't matter that we're losing or it doesn't matter that we're tying or whatever so it's really i think gonna test a lot of people it's gonna it's gonna need people to like step into that role and be like hey this isn't where the heads go down like we've been here we've been here before we've been in games like this and maybe it's not gonna i mean i know they've never had a losing season right they've never had a below 500 season um, but this is probably going to be the season. Like, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be and tough. It's, it's like, funny because like, historically, the even even years have been, for whatever reason, like, the, the teams kind of seem to struggle. Like, 2020 was, right. like, the one exception to that. Um, so maybe, maybe it is fitting that, that 2020 <laughs> or 22, can't remember what year it is. Um, <laughs> From that yeah, Peru that match, still, still getting sober from that Peru match. I know exactly. <laughs> right, where yeah, can the peaks like, go out of my system? <laughs> I was going to say, like, we've just in the last two years gotten over the even year curse, right? Like, we've and now, like, since then, we've just been like bang, 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 like winning everything. So, yeah, for some people who've just come around in the last two years, like, this is going to be a shock. And Maybe it'll go better than we're expected or saying here or that Spence thinks. Maybe we will end up a little over 500, but it's going it's gonna to be tough. It's going to be a slog. And like Alan said, like it's not going to be where we build out this world-beating team in a year. Like The word is that that our our budget for players is like a lot less than other teams. Yeah. So, so that's probably why we're seeing we're taking the NISA players and we're bringing back our legends. and Like, they're all quality quality players who deserve their chance to be here um and we're taking like the best of the best from nisa but it's it's... the the one the one good thing though or a good thing one of the good things is we've got a framework in the club right got trevor james we've got his staff we've got tiffany james player support we've got all the components that you need to build a team and that's why I think we, we, we have a chance of outperforming. If we had to put all this stuff together out of the box, forget it, but we're not starting from zero. Right. And that's, I think that's been what allowed us to move up, really. Uh, we, we wouldn't have been able to, to go from where we were to where we're going without having some of that in place already. So... Uh, I think it's good to temper expectations, but also know that we can do it too. And yeah, I mean, like the, I think Trevor James experience is, is important in there because I mean, he actually has done it before he's built the USL championship rosters for Indy 11. And I um, can't remember where he was before that, but um, LA, right? LA. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully he'll, uh, he'll work his magic again. Cool. 
Right, and all that pessimism aside, I still think we'll shock some people. I still think we'll outperform some people's expectations. That was for sure. Well, there, um, and there are some bad teams in US. Like the Las right. Vegas Lights were pretty bad last year. So, like, <laughs> you know, it's not like we're gonna not win any games. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna be basements. I don't think that's gonna be the case at all. And I honestly, I, I could see us outperforming even what I'm trying to temper here. Um. Like we still, I'm still holding out hope. We got some players that are signed, or I'm just going through whatever they have to go through. So there could still be a splashy sign in or two, you know, like that that they're just working out stuff with their previous teams or whatever the case may be. So yeah. um, it goes a bit different when you're not just picking players up from whatever amateur team. Like you're you're working with professionals now, so there's probably a few more hoops to jump through as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seems well, like at the beginning of preseason, you know, there's a lot of moving parts going on all over, you know, whether it's in MLS or USL, and you got to really see how some of this stuff lands. And uh, But that uh, we have some different things that could happen. So that's why I, I'm not as concerned about the, the full squad being laid out right in front of us. Yeah, I mean, either. Well, you know, speaking of uh, moving parts, <laughs> I, I got to get moving. <laughs> I've got Brad Dunwell uh, waiting on me. I'm supposed to go have a chat with him. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to I gotta, I gotta bounce, fellas. Tell him oh, we cool. said hello. All right. Well, all right. Well, all right. Let's, well, let's see what we can see here. All right. Well, I'll uh, – um, yeah, I'll see you all that. I'll probably try to make my way up there to the, uh, to the friendly at Oakland. So on Tuesday, on Tuesday, Next Tuesday. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll show up a day early on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to be safe. <laughs> All right, y'all. Take it easy. Have a good one. All right. See ya. My name is Brad Dunwell, uh, born and raised in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, so Michigan native, love, love to be back in the home state playing at a very high level. Um, went to Forces Northern High School, uh, finished in 15, um, went on to Wake Forest, um, played my four years there um, and got drafted to Dynamo, went down to RGBFC, uh, played a year there, then two years with Oklahoma City Energy. Um, and now I've found my way back to Michigan playing for uh, Detroit City. Um, 25 years old. Um, and yeah, how I'd like to think uh, I'm driven, I'm mo- motivated, I'm a hard worker. Um, and I'd like to think I'm enjoyable to be around. Um, it's, it's a lot easier uh, to say than actually do in practice. But um, <laughs> if I can... <laughs> Write, write the first draft. Um, that's probably how I would like to describe myself. Good, good. Now, how, how would uh, those close to you, how would they describe you, do you think? Uh, that's probably a better representation. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess we'd have to ask them. Maybe, maybe get them in the comment section. But um, <laughs> ho- hopefully some sort of overlap with some of the things I mentioned. <laughs> good, good, good. So well, so you said uh, Grand, Grand Rapids Forest Hill, right? Yeah, yeah, they put some produce some pretty. I mean, obviously we've got you, but um, some pretty uh, pretty good soccer program there, huh? 
Um, yeah, I unfortunately the uh, academy rule started to be enforced, but I was able to play my freshman year uh, right before that started. Um, but yeah, yeah, like my brother came through like the high school system for three of his years, um, went on to play in college. Um, and Anthony Bowie from Forso Central is on trial actually currently with Detroit City. Um, so the, yeah, there's like loads of players. It's um, maybe not the same pool of Detroit and surrounding areas, but uh, plenty of quality over there and excited to see what kind of players come out in the future. Gotcha. What, uh, I know I didn't, I hadn't mentioned this about a question in advance, but what, uh, club soccer? Um, so yeah, I did Alliance FC. Um, I, I think the club has moved on. I played for Jolt Bertalon, who's now, uh, running things called with, uh, Michigan power FC, oh, okay. um, over there. Uh, but then come high school, I made the jump to Vardar Academy, uh, did two years there. Uh, my junior year, then I went to Chicago fire cause it was either two hours or at a two and a half just an extra half hour to go to Chicago fire and have kind of the MLS structure of it. Um, and then come my senior year, I had committed to wake. I was set to enroll early. So go in as like a gray shirt, I think they call it, um, and spend the spring there before the actual fall season. So knowing I was going to do that, uh, went back to Vardar for the last semester of my high school. And then. Yeah. 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 Well, so what, um, you know, just in general, not even necessarily just with soccer, but obviously that's a significant part of your life. What drives you in your life? Like, what is it that makes you pursue greatness? Um, yeah, I, that's a good one. Um, I might say just trying to get the most out of everything. Um, we have we have finite time. Um, pursuing happiness, pursuing the best version of myself every day. Um, stuff along those lines kind of kind of identify as someone that um, if you're going to do something like give it your all, give it hundred percent, don't have any regrets in anything you do. Um, try not to question yourself too much. Um, yeah. Stuff like that is probably how I try to paint the picture. Are there, are there particular things that you are passionate about outside of soccer? Um, I like to have fun. I like to experience things. Um, I enjoy, I enjoy fishing. I enjoy traveling. Um, um, yeah, I really enjoy spending time with my family. Um, family moved out to a lake house, uh, over in Whitehall. So off days permitting, um, I love, a some time on the lake in Michigan in the summer. It's pretty hard to beat. Um, so, and when I'm, uh, when I'm between contracts, uh, I enjoy to ski because um, technically a breaching contract when you're under. So um, took a trip to Steamboat with the family, skied a little bit over there uh, this most recent off season. And so, oh, yeah. That's, so that, so that, that's, that's a thing, huh? You can't, you can't, you said it's a breach of contract if you ski while you're on contract. I think it's in the parentheses of like, bodily harm avoid this gotcha gotcha um which makes sense (laughs) yeah and i I grew up playing hockey as well so i like i like to support the red wings actually um and i like to think i'm decent with my edge work so no no too serious of a risk of injury but but yeah the more you know (laughs) i i wasn't uh um when i when i i wasn't much of a skier um because being originally from detroit not a lot of us skied but then i went to high school out in fenton and people out there skied and uh so one of my friends took me skiing once well snowboarding actually and i learned the basics 
on the bunny hills and then before you know it I, I didn't learn I don't know what you call it when you go on side by side down a steep hill uh, I wouldn't um, know snowboarding terms well I uh, just went straight down it oh basically. Geez, yeah <laughs> yeah and it, and and all of a sudden I hit a jump and I was like feet many feet in the air and I didn't know what to do <laughs> you were okay yeah. though yeah, I mean, I was a little bit more uh, flexible, bendable, and durable then. I, I mean, I'm 41 right. now. I don't think that I would be getting up now. But, uh, <laughs> hmm. yeah, a little bit different. But <laughs> Do you still snowboard at all now? No, no, no. I don't have too much time to do it now. But, uh, you know, I, I want to get back on the, on the pitch and play a little bit. Hmm. But I got I to ease my way into it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I pretty much work a desk job and – I have not been as active as I used to be in my youth <laughs> gotcha, yeah. or even in my, or even my young adulthood, but mm-hmm. yeah. So what are you, what are you excited about with this upcoming season here with Detroit city FC? Um, I'd say I'm excited about the opportunity, uh, not just for myself, but the club making the jump to USL championship. Um, it, it's going to be a lot bigger of a challenge. Um, obviously the club has had loads of success, um, in every league, every competition, every semester that the, I guess because Nisa has like what, two, two seasons per year. Yeah. Um, and they, the club has been extremely successful everywhere it's been um, along the way. And so hopefully that continues, um, but it'll, it'll be a big challenge and I'm ready to take that head on. And um, well, on the topic of opportunity, I hope uh, I get to step into a big role for the team and um, ready to give everything I can to, success to the club yeah well you know a lot of us were excited man we saw your highlight films you know and obviously we knew you from back in the day i think actually the last when when you when you step on the pitch at keyworth in march that will be the first time you have since 2018 right uh yeah That's when the bucks came how, how did yeah. how, how did that turn yeah, that out, out. <laughs> i just messed with you <laughs> How was that match? No, I'm just joking. That was the U.S. Open Cup match, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, great, great for Detroit City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was uh, that was definitely an uh, an interesting time, and 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 you you played a a good stint there with the Bucks, and obviously that done a great job of recruiting and continuing to develop talent. You know, what was that? What was that like for you? Um, playing for the Bucks, and then when you all would face off against Detroit City on the other side um, of the the pitch, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, obviously it was a, a bit of a rivalry, um, you know. Um, I guess it's hard to be a rivalry when I think we lost the two times we matched up in Open Cup. Um, but, but no, I, I mean, like I think you mentioned earlier, like the supporters are crazy and I'm so excited to have them on my back instead of cussing me out. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, like I think, yeah, you alluded to it a second ago. Is like whether if you're playing – it's like you have the rouge at your back or if they're cussing you out, it, it's a fun game. It's a fun place yeah. to play. Um, it gives you, it like, gives you a little bit of adrenaline, huh? Yeah. There's, there's some, there's some stories behind the, the stadium, the culture of it. Um, very blue collar. Um, yeah. So yeah. Play to play and no matter which side, no matter what colors you're repping. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's great, man. It's, you know, as, uh, as vehement as our supporters, we can be, um, against our opposition, you know, there's been some of the best that have donned the crest here in Detroit City were once foes at one point in time. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, and then they come here and and uh, 
and then they blaze trails. They continue to blaze trails because most of them, you know, were, like you, you know what I mean, were blazing trails before you came here. We we definitely are a benefactor of, you know, your hard work over the years. We look forward to it, you know, and hope that you know you continue to you find your way here. You know what I mean. We know you're going to be great on us on on the pitch, but just you know, finding your way and 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 connecting with the culture here with the club, and you know that the fans continue to to embrace you. You know, wish you, you know, nothing but the best in that. You know, so with with that though, uh, how are you how are you acclimating to Detroit? You know, you're coming from the other side of the state. Um, yeah, I've been pretty fortunate. I've actually been in the neighborhood training through most of the off season. Uh, a guy named Aaron Bird, uh, company's called like Next Level Training, so we'll, a little shout out for him. But um, yeah, and kind of moved in like one week with my uncle, who's in like Bloomfield area. Um, one week with my girlfriend's parents, so kind of just been crashing like week by week. Whoever will have me, if like a Monday to Friday, kind of um, through like the pre preseason. Um, so. Um, like decently familiar with Detroit then the the commute down was like 30 minutes from there so um, getting acclimated very well um, I moved in I think even earlier than the earliest arrival date because I had been staying with my girlfriend's parents because it was right by where I was training um, but yeah so acclimating well um, getting settled and yeah got the balls rolling today which felt great because it's and with the winter storm that came through what like Wednesday and Thursday of last week yeah um, it was postponed a little more so yeah um, yeah finally got out there is there is there is there anything that uh the supporters can do you know as you get to help you assist you in acclimating to the club and community um, yeah really really appreciate you offering um but by now uh, i think i've got everything i can need i've got amazon boxes up to my waist along this wall i gotta gotta take them out but <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm very well settled all i could really ask for them is to just just keep being psychos in support of us at the games yeah definitely no doubt no doubt we'll definitely be there man to be your uh your, your boost of adrenaline and and uh lift you up when you know you're at your highest continue mm. to and at your lowest yeah. you know but yeah. when you think when you it's think you hit 100 when, when when you think you hit 100 we're gonna get you to 150 <laughs> there you go love to hear it good good well is there any uh other parting thoughts that uh you know that that you wanted to share as we part ways or uh can't can't think of too much uh roommate declan just got in uh played with him and okc um and between the two of us we got to get him on so good good yeah yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah we'll that we'll have yeah, to that call next yeah, that would be great. I'd love to have him on. Oh, yeah, I was going to actually ask you that before we part ways. Uh, so there's Declan, but uh, are there any other um, players so far? And uh, Let me uh, just to, to, to save you any trouble from the gaffer of people who have been announced that you have uh, had cross paths with either as teammates or, you know, in opposition on the pitch. Um, I, yeah, there's plenty of familiar faces. Uh I know Connor Rutz played against him plenty in the PDL, I guess now league two days. Um, similar story, like Stevie in the Open Cup games. Um, and then just a lot, like you always find like, oh, you played with this guy in that locker room or like, you know, yeah. whether it's like growing up in the academy, like Matt um, I made a, have a mutual connection from, and Tucker Stevenson of, so it's it, like the this game and the world around it is very, very small. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, forming those relationships now and hopefully through the season they only get closer and closer. But good, yeah, good. it's been fun. Getting yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, um, once again, welcome to Detroit City. We look forward to seeing you out there on the pitch. Look forward to seeing you at 
you know, at the clubhouse, at the field house, you know, wherever it is, man. If there's anything mm-hmm. that uh, that that we can do as supporters, anything that we can do as a 451 podcast, you don't even help out or anything like that. Just let us know. We're we're, mm-hmm. we're here to uh, support and uplift you and. I just look forward to the season, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And I'm itching to get out there as well. No doubt. All right, man. Well, you have a good day. Yep. Thank you. You too. City till I die. Say hi to the bad guy. Pretty gritty in the key. You see our flag fly. Chin check. Hashtag. We came to sweep the leg. With all disrespect, the rules will bruise your head. 2012, the scene pop. We came to clean clocks. Your team is dream drop. We gave some mean knocks. Stomping on the count. Yeah, we chomping on the bit. Many came and went, but they ain't stopping none of it. Uh, community built, community owned. Roast and foes coast to coast. Leave your whole postponed. Spirit of Detroit. Lemons the lemonade. Yemen and Bangladesh make a stronger braid. City in the city, within the city with deep. Witty with the banter, cause our candor can creep. Now come and get it if you with it. We committed to go. Detroit versus everybody, you already know. Locked and loaded, always ready to bust. And smoke, leave these jokers in dust. City of black excellence is a must to leave these crusty little clowns in a ring of rust. From southwest to break more, five points to Denby. Ain't no friendly, we leave our enemies empty with envy. Yeah, we coming heavy and we're sinking your ship. Now it's time to show the world who they messing with. The rules on the scene, wipe your feet when you creep through the gates of key. We holding the crown, many enter our rounds, but they get pounded down. Let's turn around. You enter through those gates, you face your fate now. Come take your shot. Many come, but they don't leave. They cleave to what we got. City till I die. Say hi to the bad guy. It's a pity that your city's too itty bitty to fly. But we clipping the wings, even if they don't flap. Take it back to 2010 and you'll see where we at. This ain't a deep pocket. They try, but can't knock it intact. You can't drop it. They buy, but can't cop it. Yeah, we got it locked. Taking over the game, you see that crust up on my chest, ain't gotta say the name. Community led, community rooted, you can't purchase what was built, you know you feel the movement. This is how we do it, you see, repping the deep. Three quarter of a million raised to patch up the key. And you ain't never ever seen a better weather scene. We ain't dropping, we still popping like some pleather jeans. We'll leave you looking lean, cause we're feeding your plate. It's dinner time and you ain't climbing, time to seal your fate. Don't forget the hollow ground you step to When you hugging on that fence, we will disrespect you If you bugging and you bite, then we might just get you Got the key keying in, all up in your mental And when the rules rovers move, they take over Home got new owners, leave your left loners Look, some new cloners, yeah, they jacking our style Get used to what you see, cause we'll be round a while The rules on the scene, wipe your feet When you creep through the gates of key We holding the crown, many enter our grounds, but they get pounded down. Let's turn around, you enter through those gates, you face your fate now. Come take your shot, many come, but they don't leave, they cleave to what we got, uh.